When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Over here. Have you guys played tennis before? This is the Rich Eisen Show. What we say, a 24-hour period? 72-hour period? About okay. three weeks. We're, we're it was a couple days. Yeah. I could get at least one point off of Alcaraz. Yeah. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Alcaraz, one point. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> the Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests, quarterback consultant Jordan Palmer. NFL Network Analyst, Maurice Jones-Drew. Fox Sports College Football Analyst, Bruce Feldman. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Well, yes. Hey, everybody. How is everybody today? The day before Thanksgiving 2023. I am your humble host of the Rich Eisen Show, sitting here in Los Angeles, California, home to Mount Rushmore. It is great to be here today uh, for all those calling in, 844-204-RICH. (laughs) Number to dial. Um, Who who is on the uh, L.A. Mount Rushmore? Oh, let's do that later. Wow. Isn't it funny how we sit here for like an entire hour? What are we going to talk about today? (laughs) Oh, we're we're going to do that later. Okay. We're going to do that. Well done. Thank you. How about us? Thank you. We just got to get on the air and start spitballing. Start start talking. One of the many things of which for which I have many things I am thankful for. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) We just see from LA. I mean, Arnold might be on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, welcome to this program, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Listen, so many people are home. You're, you, you have time to call. We, we've got time to take your phone calls oh, today. Yeah, we'll take them all. All right, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Uh, we've got Jordan Palmer on this show, quarterback consultant. We haven't spoken to him in a long while, and one of the many reasons why we're having him on uh, is because of this conversation that, uh, we were kind of tracking for uh, a, a month seeing all these quarterbacks suddenly get starts in the NFL because starters can't stay healthy and then sometimes backups can't stay healthy and they're starting rookies all over the place in the NFL this year. And you got two more starting quarterbacks entering the fray that has not started a game yet this year. There's already been 50 different starting quarterbacks through 11 weeks of the NFL. Two more are coming. Tim Boyle is coming down the prime, uh, the Amazon Prime delivery chute on Friday for the Jets, and then Jake Browning for the Bengals. And Jordan Palmer is Jake Browning's personal throwing coach, which also plays into a lot of stuff that Tom Brady's saying about coaching being lazy. And, you know, I guess college and professional coaches don't have the, the time because of reps and limited access to players. Getting um, getting the professional throwing coach community a lot of uh, roofs over their heads. And Jordan is Jake Browning's throwing coach. We'll get him on. He's been working with Josh Allen back in the day. His thoughts on Allen, C.J. Stroud, and more. 
Uh, it is Michigan-Ohio State weekend, and of course, there's a lot of other things going on in college football. Bruce Feldman in hour number two. First up is going to be Maurice Jones-Drew in a moment. First of uh, time, I say good morning here in Los Angeles to you, sir. Chris Brockman, how are you? Good to see Rich, you. Rich, I'm great. What's up? DJ Mikey D. Rich, good morning. As in D's nuts. It's a full week for you. Yes, this is right. great. You feel well. well we're off the next it's not a full week. Right? Just, three days, yeah. just three days. Oh, okay. Mike. Come on. I mean, T.J. Jefferson candles lit. Good to see you. What's up, fellas? How are you? Uh, okay, it is. Um, it is Thanksgiving week, and Bill Parcells said all the time that the NFL season doesn't really begin until Thanksgiving hits, because that's where you know what you need to do to try and make the playoffs. You know, to try and protect a playoff spot that you've already worked so hard to earn for yourself right now in terms of positioning. You need to know what's going on. And then, of course, the weather gets colder and the rubber meets the road and a lot of desperation hits and you got to dig deep and all that. And it's time to take a look at our snapshot of the National Football League entering week dozen in this now 18-week-long league for a regular season. And what we see is an NFC that's top-heavy. And last year, we saw an NFC with the Eagles and the Niners and the Cowboys resting at the top last year as Tom Brady was in his final throws with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we were all wondering, is it possible for Brady to catch fire with the Bucs in the same way that he did the first time with the Bucs when they were at 500, losing on Thanksgiving weekend to the Kansas City Chiefs and then turning around not losing the rest of the year and beating those same Chiefs in the Super Bowl? And the answer to that was no. That did not happen. And the Vikings, we were wondering, can the Vikings take their shocking NFC North win and make some hay with it? The answer turned out to be no. Daniel Jones beat him. That actually happened last year. A lot of people can't believe the Giants were a playoff winning team last year and forgot the Cowboys were a playoff winning team last year. And so... It's kind of the same situation that you have right now with the exception of remove the Vikings and insert your current two-seed Detroit Lions. Yep, the Lions shocked everybody in that first game against the Kansas City Chiefs, and then the question was, what would they do with it? How does winning seven of their next eight, uh, seven of their next nine sound to you after that? They're eight and two. First time they're entering a Thanksgiving week with eight wins since their last playoff winning season of 1991. If you missed Barry Sanders on yesterday's show, it's on our YouTube feed and also the Roku channel, Rich Eisen Show collection page. The Seahawks are there again, and so are the Cowboys again, sitting in the wild card spots hoping to win a division that they eventually did not win last year. And there are the Vikings again. There are the Vikings again, with the NFC South being a total wide-open race, just like last year, with the exception of the Saints now in the division-leading spot, with two other teams just a half, a full game behind them at four and six, including the Buccaneers. We have the Commanders sniffing it, but they, uh, they're going to might be sniffing a four and eight record as they go into Dallas and Thanksgiving. And that's your, that's your situation again. It's the Eagles sitting at the top. With the Niners going to go visit the Eagles in a couple of Sundays, that'll be an important contest. The Lions wind up playing the Cowboys later on this season. The Vikings and the Lions have two games left with each other. It's Josh Dobbs, who's the starting quarterback there. He's on Monday's program. 
And the Packers visit the Lions on Thanksgiving tomorrow. And again, it's it's kind of more of the same as last year, where you're wondering, is it possible for the Cowboys to win the division? We'll see when they face the Eagles in a couple of Sundays also. You know, that is pretty big as well. So we'll see what happens when the uh, Cowboys face the Eagles. Actually, just to be completely accurate, that game comes in week 14 as the Dallas Cowboys will take on Seattle next week. Their next two games are on Thursdays. Same with Seattle, who takes on the Niners on Thanksgiving night. So could have a total replay. Absolutely could have the 49ers and the Eagles in the NFC Championship game again, just like we're going to see in Philadelphia in Week 13. That's your NFC. I mean, who can come out of the sniffing it mosh pit to throw their hat in the ring? Would they be able to make it to the division round? Would they be able to even make it to the NFC Championship game and knock one of these four teams out that we've just mentioned? i got to be honest with you. Highly doubt it. Yeah. Highly doubt it. It doesn't look like it now. I don't know who's going to catch fire and start winning games and make the playoffs and go in and win a playoff game on the road and then go into a divisional round and beat Philadelphia in Philly or beat San Francisco in San Francisco. Don't see it. Beat Detroit in Detroit. Then there's the AFC. I'll tell you this, folks. I did not see this coming. And back and forth... I go on, is it the toughest division? I mean, the toughest conference in football because we do see a ton of five and five teams. We do see these teams when they do take on NFC teams. The only team that you see on the AFC screen right here that has not beaten an NFC team this year are the Patriots. They're not even on the screen here because they're so terrible with just two wins. So bad. Wow. And... You look at the Jets and the Chargers and the Raiders and the Bengals. I mean, certainly we were talking about a lot of these teams as possible playoff teams this year. Who's going who's gonna to be out? Who's going to be in? Because the Jets are definitely going to make the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers, and he played four snaps before his Achilles snapped. Burrow's out for the season now. The Raiders have Jimmy G as a third-string quarterback now. He's not even close to playing. He's, he's, he's done as a Raider, unless there's going to be a huge injury rash there. The Chargers, highly disappointing. They're looking up at the Broncos and the Colts. Hmm. And the Bills have been remarkably, shockingly average at times. And their record shows it. They're even behind a Steelers team that's been outscored in every single game that they've played this season to the point they made an in-season coordinator or coaching change for the first time since FDR was telling us about fear itself. 1941. They're six and four. And look who's six and four also. The Texans. I'll tell you this. Folks, with the Browns at seven and three and Deshaun Watson hasn't even played more than, what, six of those games. The Chiefs having just lost. The Ravens are the only eight-win team. The Jaguars and the Texans this week is for the AFC South. And if the Texans win that, 
they can win a division title after being second and third overall on the clock this past year. The Dolphins are sitting there right now also at seven and three. I'll say this. I just mentioned these teams. If you put it up one more time, that AFC standings. Ravens, Chiefs, Jaguars, Dolphins, Bills, and I'll throw the Browns and the Texans in there also. Don't you think any of them can beat the other team in their house on the proverbial any given Sunday? In the same way that on the NFC, it's just like, I don't see teams coming out of nowhere right. and winning a divisional playoff game or a championship weekend playoff game in someone else's house. You think the Browns go to Baltimore, can't win that game again, even with DTR? Uh, I think they, they could. Can. Defense is good enough. Right? Yeah. The Ravens, do you think they can go into the Chiefs' house and beat the Chiefs in the same way the Eagles just did? Yep, absolutely. Do you think the Chiefs can go into Baltimore and do it to them there? Do you think the Browns can go into Kansas City and beat the Kansas City Chiefs there? That's maybe the, one of the largest stretches. How about this one? Do you think the Jaguars or Texans can go into Baltimore and beat the Baltimore Ravens in the bank? I do. Okay. Do you think the Texans can go into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs? Normally you'd say no, right? Mm-hmm. But if you look at the Chiefs' offense in the second halves of these games. Zero. Point zero, point zero. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a full Dean Wormser the last three weeks. Stroud, Tank Dell, Nico, Devin Singletary, they're putting up points. And for anybody that's sitting here and thinking, you're out of your mind. Kurt Warner, who throws around compliments for quarterbacks like manhole covers that have been welded shut on an F1 course race <laughs> in Las Vegas, Nevada. Nice. When I asked him... On Tuesday's show, name me the guy you're seeing on tape who is seeing it and spinning it consistently well, more than most, maybe the best out of anybody from week one to week now. He said C.J. Stroud. So the AFC, I think we are full-on shrug emoji entering week 12, Thanksgiving Thursday. And in the NFC, I think you can pretty much say who the Final Four is going to be. In the AFC, I have no earthly idea. Certainly, if Mahomes has to play his first playoff game of his career on the road. First conference playoff game. In someone else's house, not a neutral site. (laughs) It's kind of wild that that's been the case. Yeah, right. So that is the state of play entering your Thanksgiving week and weekend of 2023. Uh, We're going to have a Thanksgiving version of what's more likely on this program. Just you're going to throw at me just what's more likely scenarios for the three games. Are you going to include the and the Black Friday and the Black Friday? Yeah, Thanksgiving, Black Friday, all in one. So you're saying I should prepare myself. Everyone should steady themselves for a Tim Boyle. What's more likely? Uh, I don't know if he's specifically mentioned, but generally speaking, all right. Yes, Boyle. You should have not confirmed or nor denied. We might have lost the Boyle viewership. Ah. 
Got to think of everything, Chris. Dang it. Uh, I also have my power rankings for the week. TJ Jefferson has your fantasy advice. I imagine it's getting tight for some people. Oh, yeah. Not us in the oh, man. fantasy footballers no, sleeper we're league. Dominating. We're, we're two clear of the field right now at nine and two. Dominating. Not, not even <laughs> fair, to the guys not there in the fair. state of Arizona. Tyreek killing it. It's not even fair. Oh, we have, we have dropped. Oh, yeah. I think we've been fined for taunting. <laughs> well, Brotman doesn't wear socks, so that's another fine. Yeah, that's true. You know. But that just shows everyone how expert our opinion truly is. True that, true that. So that's later on in this program. Jordan Palmer as well, also on this show, our Thanksgiving food hot takes. Do you have one, Mike? Or did you not pay yes, attention to I our... You did. did. Yes, Rich. Have you delivered it to the guys it's so it can be graphically yes. supported later on? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. The only reason why I asked that of is course. because as I was asking that, you had your hand on the remote to try and change the channel of yeah, some other thing. Yeah, because I was. I was. What are you doing? The, there was a. College, We're about to throw a break. It was a college basketball Who game. Cares? I was like, I didn't want to watch. <laughs> I do. We're enough. talking. <laughs> You're administering the sound. Oh, excuse me. Or as, as one of your colleagues on Baby Fox might say, I'm Baby. speaking. I'm speaking. Oh. Okay. I'm speaking. Uh. Uh-uh. Oh. Guys. Don't, I'm speaking. Don't speak to me that way. So. <laughs> Rich, you're talking about okay. sound, and Mike actually is in the field of sound, all right? So I'm Look, just saying. You're part of this broadcast. The, he was going to tell me in five seconds, change the channel. Wow, well, I was thinking well, that's right. In exactly. the commercial so break that I'm about mind. to throw to, requiring you to play some music. Yeah, no, watch. Got music ready? <laughs> Watch as he plays watch, music. Watch. As he, I say that all the time. That is such that all the time. a New Jersey thing. Say watch for something I we should listen to and time. listen for something we, we should watch. watch. That is as New Jersey as it gets. MJD when we come back. <laughs> Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, o o o O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger, uh, with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Look who stopped by. One of our favorites. One of my favorites. Number 32 in your program, number one in your heart, an eight clap for the man who watched his school save Chip Kelly's job against USC. Maurice Jones-Drew, my colleague from the NFL Network. How are you, MJD? You know, Rich, anytime you can send a Heisman Trophy candidate, possibly the number one overall pick, out the way we did, it's always going to be a great weekend in the household, in the Jones Drew household. Yeah. Always going to be that. How do you – because help me with this, because, you know, Michigan-Ohio State's coming up um, on Saturday. um, And I sometimes require some form of medication to get through it. What about you? How are you watching UCLA-USC? Walk me through the Maurice Jones-Drew watch experience. Well, uh, normally I don't really, I can't watch it because I'm either traveling with the Rams or traveling for work. Mm-hmm. Uh, this weekend got lucky. Uh, Rams were on a bye, so I got a chance to sit down and watch it. And, you know, I, I have a nice glass of, you know, a flavored margarita. Oh. You know, um, some snacks around. And I just really enjoy it. Now my text group, my UCLA group chat yes. will, will be all over the place, right? It's all over, you know. Are you the hot, voice of reason? Um, Are you the voice of reason in that text chain? Are you the voice? Like, what, what's your voice in this text chain? I don't, I'm I don't, I don't even I'm on a Michigan text chain. I've got one of those, you know. It just keeps buzzing. So yeah, I don't even speak in it. I just read all the comments. And I may put an LOL in there, here, there. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. But then – but. The reason I don't speak it is because I'm normally yelling at the TV. Oh. Like, why are you doing that? What are you doing? How do we let him get this up? Why are we allowing him to scramble up in the pocket and throw the deep pass, right? Even though, you know, they had three yards rushing, right? So you know how it is. You, you become more of a fan of it. But I'm excited. Those kids played their hearts out. They played really well. we kind of been battling with the quarterback thing all year. But, you know, at the end of the day, your season's always good if you beat USC. And then we, we play Cal this week in another rivalry that a lot of people don't know about. So hopefully we can dominate them as well. Do you think Chip deserves to stay? No, yeah, I think so. Um, I, I, a lot of people, UCLA is completely different than SC or Michigan. You know, you're part of the UC system. And uh, the UC system, there's some there's some things that you have to kind of work around more than uh, most schools. I think Cal's dealing with the same thing as well. And uh, he's done. A, I thought he's done a really good job. They, they've recruited well. They've got some players in there. You just got to keep going. And so, uh, to me, I, I like what Chip is doing there. I love their new DC. Uh, is it Anthony Lynn's son um, who's doing an awesome job? Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully, we can keep him because I'm sure he'll be up for some head coaching jobs soon. And what a what a great weekend for UCLA writ large, MJD. After beating USC, Dorian Thompson Robinson gets his first career start, knowing he's getting it all week long, pretty much. Um, and and looked far improved from the guy who got eviscerated by the Ravens in his first start. What what do you think the Browns can do with DTR from here on out with a championship ready defense? Otherwise, yeah, I think they need to continue to to force him to get try to push the ball down the field. I love that they have Amari Cooper there for him, someone he can lean on. Uh, David and Joku as well. But it's going to be the Cleveland's always going to be a running game first. And then play action pass, throwing the ball down the field. And you want to, with that type of defense they have, you want to run as much as you can, shorten the game, then allow DTR to kind of grow throughout the game. You, you've seen that a lot with a lot of young quarterbacks. But the th- I think the difference with DTR is that 
He's seen a ton of football. He's seen a ton of different coverages, and he can utilize his athleticism. And if he can utilize his athleticism, uh, that'll be another, you know, thing for the Cleveland Browns to keep going and and to get first downs and possibly score touchdowns in the red zone. So as long as he keeps getting comfortable and they keep progressing him throughout the offense, I think DTR will be fine for him. And, you know, I just started the show by saying the AFC is wide open in a way that I don't think the NFC really right. is. Like we could, we could, we could pretty much say who the final four of the NFC weekend um, is going to be for the divisional playoffs, right? Right. They might be a surprise, but you're 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 looking at Dallas potentially beating the NFC South champ to maybe make it Dallas at Philadelphia with the Lions and Niners having at it themselves, unless there's some other rearranging of those deck chairs. The AFC is different. If you could put your marker on just one AFC team, it would be which entering Thanksgiving weekend. Ooh, after the Chiefs on Monday night, yep. which I thought they, they dominated the game to lose that game because of the drops, I'd have to say the Baltimore Ravens. I think the Baltimore Ravens, even though they lost Mark Andrews and there's a hope that you can get them back, the way their defense is playing, uh, the way Lamar Jackson is playing, the way they're running the football, and they have five first-round receivers. Now, they may not be the household names they once were or, or the, the first-round picks that we thought they'd end up being. They still have a ton of talent in that receiving room. And uh, to see the way Lamar is playing right now with that defense and you have the greatest kicker of all time, to me it just seems like if they're in a game, you know that your kicker is going to have a 90% chance of making that type of kick no matter where it is on the football field or what weather you're in, um, and you have a, you have a chance to win. So this may be the first time, Rich, too, in the five years of Patrick Mahomes and the six years of Patrick Mahomes being the starting quarterback that the Chiefs may not be the one seed in the playoffs. That's a big kicker too. If they now they have a, a a favorable schedule down the stretch, and they may still get that one seed, but imagine that if Patrick Mahomes has to have a road playoff game, which would be the first time in his career he does that. Yeah, I, that that is the case. I mean, I I believe there may have been one of the seasons in that stretch where they weren't the one seed, but wound up without without being you know, but but got the benefit of having the one seed bounced in time for them to still host an AFC championship game. I think the Titans might have been one of them. Uh, yes, that was it. But you know, I I hear you. That said, had you know MVS grabbed the touchdown, um, or Justin Watson squeezed the fourth and twenty five ball that hit his hands. I mean, I could keep going on and on. I know Kelsey might have um, contributed with a fumble in the red zone. I don't know. The Chiefs The Chiefs are still the Chiefs. And you look at the rest of the schedule, the rest of the way, you're, you're looking at 12, 13 wins, which still may be good enough for the one seed. You know, no, I, I, I completely agree with you. I think the Chiefs, the, my, my only concern is they lead the league with 26 drops. We heard that over and over on the Monday night thing. But it's it's not just the drops. It's the critical drops, Right. MVS, that's a critical drop to win the game. You drop that or a third down drop early in the game. Um, it's just, it was a Kelsey had a third and two drop that got him to fourth and two, right? And he's able to complete that. Is this the drops in the critical moments that kind of take the, the momentum and the energy out of the offense um, as they get going? And yes, you have Patrick Mahomes and yes, he can overcome a lot, but eventually those drops are going to come back and bite you in the behind. And, and I just, I, I don't know when that's going to happen or, 
you know, does that happen in the divisional round? Does that happen in the AFC championship game? Does that happen late in the season in week 17 and 18 where you lose a game that you shouldn't lose so that you can get the one seed? I just don't know, but there's just been too many consistent drops by this receiving core and these players on the team. My colleague, NFL Network's Maurice Jones-Drew, who's going to be on NFL Game Day kickoff Friday um, at 1 Eastern time in advance of the Dolphins-Jets Black Friday game on Prime Video right here on the Rich Eisen Show. And it's so crazy to predict stuff, man, because prior to the season, if I told you the Jaguars would be in first place entering the Thanksgiving weekend, you'd say, yep, that I can see. But we'd be talking about them coming off of a destruction of the Titans that had Mike Vrabel fielding questions about his job security. And they would be going into Houston needing to win this to avoid a sweep at the hands of the Texans who would take over first place on Thanksgiving weekend. Now that's the rub. What do you think about this current game for both teams in the AFC South, Maurice? Uh, Rich, listen, even when I played back in the day, the Houston Texans were really good or we were really good. It didn't matter. That game was always tough for the Jacksonville Jaguars for whatever reason. Um, and this is, this is one of those ones where they lost 37 to 14 early in the year. And as a young team, and I'll say this, I think the Jags offensively, uh, have the most talent in the NFL. I think the Jags defensively have one of the most complete defenses in the NFL. The question that, well, the thing is that they're young and they're still learning how to play together. Um, and as they continue to grow, you know, they're going to have to go through some adversity. Well, this is going to be one of those adverse moments against the Houston Texans team that you lost to that put 37 up on your defense that stifled your offense, which we saw the Niners do a couple weeks ago. How can you handle the the success against the Tennessee Titans? How can you prepare this week to go into Houston with a young quarterback who's a, an MVP candidate playing lights out, even though he turns the ball over, he finds a way to win. How can you go out there and, 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 and beat a team that's kind of riding uh, a lot of momentum. Now, that comes down to your quarterback play. It comes down to how you're going to utilize Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk. How are you going to get Travis E.T. in the ball? And then Evan Ingram has to step up and have a huge game, I think, in this one. And then defensively, you have to be able to cover Tank Dale. I think uh, they're going to get – they possibly can get Pierce back this week, who has one of the, the greatest, angriest runs against the Jags yeah. last year, right? So there's going to be a lot of situations for the Jags' defense and offense to step up and make plays. But I think the end of the, the end of the day is this, and and no one's talked about this. The Jags threw out, um, well, I think it was OTAs. The Denver Broncos cut Brandon McManus, who's still one of the top kickers in the game, and he's he's been kicking very well. If it comes down to a field goal and the Jaguars have an opportunity to win it, I think they have the edge in that one. I don't know. Well, the Texans have a running back who can kick it. They do, right? Well, listen, Rich, and, I, and let me let me say this too. The whole the whole. Um, Devaluation of the running back position. Yes, sir. You know, again, the more we can do, we can do everything. We can block, we can run, we can catch. Now we can kick. What else do you want us to do? Pay us. It's time. <laughs> All three phases, man. All yes. three phases. It is unbelievable. Did you ever kick? Uh, only in uh, Pop Warner. Never got a chance to do it after that. So, what? What? What was the Pop Warner Maurice Jones Drew field goal range? What was the range? Oh. It was, I mean, it, we had to score and we had to score. It wasn't, it wasn't good. I was the punter and the kicker. Okay. I want to say my sixth grade year. We, and every time we'd punt, they'd tell me to act like I would run and then punt it. 
or just take off and run. Uh, field goal kicking was a little spotty, though. And I under, like I said, I understand what like if the game is on the line, how that heart rate gets high. You got to be able to bring it down and 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 focus on the things. I miss majority of them though, for sure. <laughs> so. so let me just revisit this before I let you go here. So you're saying Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Ridley, Kirk, Jones, Zay Jones, and Evan Ingram. That's the best offensive collection of weaponry in the National Football League. They're just young, and that's why we don't talk about them as the best weapons. Are you really you, you're saying that? I mean, if you look across the league, Rich, look at look at some of the the teams and what they have. You talked about three receivers, uh, two possible number ones, and Christian Kirk is a thousand yard receiver. Calvin Ridley, Evan Ingram comes in as an, another receiving threat at tight end. Zay Jones is a deep threat who has made some amazing catches and big plays throughout his career. Uh, Travis Etienne at one point was leading the league in broken tackles. I don't know if he's still doing that at all now, but he still has the home run hitting ability. And you have a quarterback who can make every throw and run and run the ball as well as he went for the Tennessee Titans, two passing touchdowns and two rushing. Just, just tell me any other team that has that right now. Hmm. What you're going to, you can chime in TJ. The Lions maybe? The Lions? Uh, who's their second? Who's their second receiver? I mean, they got Amon Ra. It could Sam be Jamison Williams, end. right? Laporta. Laporta. But he's a tight end. Oh, he's talking about the whole. Receiver. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. What about the Eagles? When Goddard's healthy. Yeah. I, I would say the Eagles are close. What about the Cowboys. They're close. But who's their third receiver? Who's the Eagles' third receiver? Ooh. That's a good one. Boy. Okay. Yeah. Let's keep going. Okay. Um, Cowboys have C.D. Lamb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the the you know, uh, Tony Pollard isn't. I mean, he finally scored a touchdown this last week for the first time since week one. Right, that was so, that wasn't hasn't been good. No, etn etn's a Pro Bowl running back. Uh, so we they, you got to have a Pro Bowl running back and a young stud quarterback, right? I mean, who else? Let's keep going here. What about the Dolphins? What about the Dolphins? What about the Dolphins? The Dolphins have uh, who's their tight end? I don't know who their tight end is, and okay. I think they're. Their okay. Two receivers are Tyreek Hill and Does it and matter Waffle. who their tight end is? Does it matter? You know what I mean? I mean like, okay. if we're gonna say complete, we gotta have someone at the Niners. tight end and doing something. Niners. Niners. The Niners are close, but I think Zay Jones is better than Jennings, and that'd be your third receiver in that situation. Brock, the you got anything here? You're you're awful quiet over there. Yeah, I'm just thinking. Who else? I mean, I want to say the Patriots, obviously. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice. But, um, Seattle, uh, Seattle has Seattle has a, a nice trio of receivers, but I don't. I think uh, Evan Ingram is better than whatever tight end they put out there. Right, the Fant, right? Will Disley, Disley. Yeah. yeah, right. Um, let's see. Okay, look at you. Hey, I, I mean, we, we haven't mentioned the Chiefs because. All right, what do you think of that, man? You know, do you think when it all comes down to it, the Chiefs? lack of deep threat is going to finally come home to roost or passing game threat is going to finally come home to roost in a way that it didn't last year. Is that really what we're thinking right now? I just just hope that they develop those guys. Uh, I think Rasheed Rice is a really good player, but he needs to develop more. Sky Moore has to show up more consistently. Um, Kadarius Tony is a great weapon, but how do you, how do you put him out there? Do you put him out there as a runner receiver? Like what is he for you consistently? Uh, to me, you know, everything else is about Travis Kelsey, right? Like he has to be the the straw that stirs the drink uh, for Patrick Mahomes. So I, I, I trust, and I guess this is the other thing. I trust Andy Reid 
I love what the Chiefs have done over the last couple of So much so that the Chiefs have like jumped up in one of my my top five favorite teams. They've oh. jumped up at number oh. three. Okay. It's insane. But I just don't know how I'm sure it will happen. We have to wait to see. I just don't know how they're going to do it, though, this year. So the the two in front are Jacksonville and the Rams? That's one and two? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they paid me They paid me the most, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know all about the Benjamins. I get hey, it. Man. I get it. All right, MJT. Oh, by the way, I would have had Burrow not gotten hurt. You could put the Bengals in there. Certainly with this kid Tanner Hudson now catching the passes. Yeah. Like he's doing at the tight end position in Cincinnati, right? Yeah, but, I think yeah, Cincinnati okay. would have been in there You made a sure. stop and think, which is all I all I ever ask of you, MJD. But you always do that for me. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks for the Zoom. Have a great uh, Thanksgiving, and we'll see you on NFL Network on Friday. You guys, too. Enjoy it. You got it. At MJD on social media, at m.jonesdrew32 on Instagram, and on NFL Game Day kickoff Friday, 1 Eastern, two hours in advance to kickoff of Prime Video's first ever Black Friday game, Dolphins-Jets. He stopped us there in our tracks. Now I'm just scanning every team right now. Because you got it. The tight end is the conundrum. The tight end. And the Chiefs checked that box. Their conundrum is wide receiver. I I still think the Bills could be. Well, who is the third wide receiver there? Shakir, I guess. But the third wide receiver has got to be better than Zay Jones. And the tight end's got to be better than Ingram. Because right, ETN's going to beat right. most. Gabe Davis not better than Christian Kirk. Dalton Kincaid, though, is probably better than Ingram. Right. In terms of passing. James catching. Cook is better than Travis Etienne. No. Mm-hmm. No. Look at him being no. that guy. Right? It just comes down to Trevor Lawrence. How about this one? The Jaguars. Hold on a minute. I should have pushed back. Get him back on the phone. How about the Texans? Stroud. Dalton Schultz. Who's the running back? Singletary's been dominant the last... Ask last anybody going weeks. against him in yeah, fantasy the last two weeks. Two weeks. I'm talking, like, right now, sh- snapshot. Eh. Hold on. Dell, Nico Collins, and Robert Woods. Nah, Robert Woods isn't better than... Zay Jones? Zay Jones, no. Not this year. No. It's in the realm. I mean, if you go, it's the thing, Close. when you go to the third wide receiver, that's where a lot of teams Right, are third going. wide receiver. Which is where Cincinnati yeah. is... They are. I mean, Tyler Boyd's as good as any of those guys. Yeah. I didn't mention the Jets. No. Thank I mean, you. Why would you? All right, let's take a break. We're gonna we're gonna start pissing some people off. <laughs> How so? Well, because people are getting really serious about their Thanksgiving food oh, and yeah. their takes. Oh yeah. When we come back, each one of us has come up with our Thanksgiving food take that we know is gonna be red hot for some. Yeah. That's next. This is the Rich Eisen Show with my power rankings, Bruce Feldman, and a Thanksgiving what's more likely still to come. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything wherever you listen. 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind the scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Back here on our program, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Let's take this phone call. Diane in Florida. Hey. You're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Diane? Hi, Rich. What's going on? Well, I'm having sleepless nights. Do I start Trevor or CJ? Oh, and they're going against each other. Ooh, yeah, fantasy. I got them both. Oh, wow. So this is not just a fantasy question. This is a quality of life issue for you, is what sure. you're saying. You got it. Okay. TJ, you've got your fantasy advice later on. Is either one of these gentlemen him in your fantasy later on? I went out, so I didn't hear who she She said CJ and Trevor. She's got them both. She has to choose between the two. I know which advice I would deliver. Are either of them him in your later on in your in your I don't want to CJ's like he's an obvious pick, so I would never make him him in a fantasy. I got it. Okay, very good. If that's who you got, he's hot right Uh, now. Yeah, I I don't know how you sit CJ Stroud at this point. I know Trevor had his best game of the year, I think, statistically. Well, I was gonna zag. I was gonna say Trevor. You really would? I think the Jags win this game. It's a dome. The road means nothing. that's a loud ass crowd, pal. Dude, and Diane, uh, you got right. two CJs and a Trevor. I don't know if that makes any, uh, you know, you want to don't don't say Trevor because if you say Trevor, Mike, I'll put it as a poll. Then she won't sleep tonight. Understand? Like sleep. No, I haven't slept since um, last Sunday, uh, last Monday night. Okay, so I got I it. <laughs> all right, Diane. I, we we all say Stroud. We're gonna put it on a poll question Stroud. right there for you. Who should Diane and Florida start in fantasy this week? There you week? go. At Rich Eisen Show, everybody. There you go. I love Guys. You bet. We just want you to sleep, Diane. Just, right? But thank okay. you for being awake for these thank three you. hours. So that's what I'm going with. Okay, there you go. Boom. There you go. It's Diane in Florida, everybody. Round of applause for her. I mean, he's just on the roll. Right? Let me tell you something. It's up. In yeah, my time of week. Thursday night football, in my time of Thursday night football, no crowd was louder based on what one player did where their the players activities and exploits on the field were attached like the matrix directly into the crowd number 1 was Marshawn Lynch in Seattle anytime he did anything significant it was the loudest i've heard a crowd number 2 was JJ Watt in Houston that is a loud crowd and I know I'm pissing off. Well, Rich, didn't you have Thursday night football in Denver? Kansas, well, I mean, Tebow was playing. Did you have foot, you know, Thursday night football in 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 uh, Kansas City? I have. It was really loud in New Orleans. I'm just talking about what one player does there, and I'm you know, and if Stroud becomes that guy and he's the quarterback, so. It's a significant advantage, I would say. 844-204-RICH, number to dial, or it could be. It's Thanksgiving, as we all know, on Thursday. And we're going to tread into very um, dicey waters here. <laughs> Certainly when there are phone lines open for fans to react. React to us. React. At 844-204-RICH. 
<laughs> we have each come up with, we flipped it on its head. Normally, we don't go glass half empty here. Right. We, we look right, at skies and see blue. Don't see clouds. We look at glasses. That's half full. But this time, we're going to flip it. And instead of telling you our favorite Thanksgiving food or side, we're going to tell you one that we don't appreciate and come up with our hottest Thanksgiving food hot takes. And Chris Brockman, since you are the one that pisses the people off the most, <laughs> we'll have you start. Do what I can. What do no, you got no, over no, there? Here we go. Thanksgiving. Chris Brockman's Thanksgiving hot take. Obviously food. huge. You love turkey. If you like ham, I don't begrudge that. Uh, you know, like it would be it would be chic to be like, oh, cranberry, that's gross, obviously. Yeah. But that's not the hot take. Stuffing. What are we doing here? Oh, my God. Stuffing is such a waste of calories. Oh, my God. All it does is fill you up when you could be using your stomach space better and more efficiently wow. on other things. Other delicious sides, more ma an extra scoop of mashed potatoes, a little bit of cream corn, mm. some broccoli, that extra piece of pumpkin pie later on, and maybe a fourth or fifth cocktail. You see what I'm saying? I don't need the stuffing taking up the room, so I'm so fat, I roll off of the couch into my bed. It's a real estate issue. I knew you would come correct. Stuffing. That is insane. Don't need it. That is don't insane. Don't need it at all. Wow. Mike? I know you don't agree. You're shaking your head. What's no. your What's your Thanksgiving I'm food hot take? Brockman, send cranberry sauce back to the locker room and doesn't come back on the field. Les Dion would say, "Should cut it from the team. Dion, cut just it cut. from the team. Just like leave. Wow. Not even walk, not even bench. Walk. You're not bench. No. It's, no what is, what, is it a, Is it a taste issue? Is it a? It's disgusting. Is it a? Is it a texture? It's a texture. It's a texture issue. It's It's disgusting. There's nothing positive. What's it for? Useless. Okay. Cranberry juice? Good. Cranberry oh. sauce? You no, sound like my kids. Oh. You sound you're like my kids. Cranberry juice? My, you're like my kids who take the tomato off their hamburgers and then jam ketchup on it. See, I'm I like, hate tomatoes too like that. I love your kids. You can't more. have do ketchup without tomatoes. I don't like raw tomatoes. I like tomato sauce. Ugh. Raw tomatoes gross. You guys are crazy. It's kids. a texture thing. TJ Jefferson, your hot take for Thanksgiving food is what? What do you have? Yeah, Brockman, on the stuffing thing, I mean, we roll with dressing usually, and that's made with cornbread. It's a little bit different. When stuffing, you say we, what do you mean we? we? What do you mean by I we? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> we. I don't know. People in my household. Okay. We. Okay. My people. Okay. Just saying. wondering. We. And speaking of my people, uh, yeah, look, <laughs> man, we're talking desserts on Thanksgiving, and I know everybody Everybody loves pumpkin pie this Love and pumpkin pie oh, that. Yeah. Let me tell you something, man. Sweet potato pie <laughs> kicks pumpkin pie's butt. Eight days out the week, Woo. 365 days a year, uh, sweet potato pie all day, every day over pumpkin pie. And if you ain't never had sweet wow. potato pie, you need to get Linda Jefferson to make you one. Because she got <laughs> she got the recipe from Easter Pearson, my grandma, who made the greatest sweet potato pie. And pumpkin pie doesn't even register with my people. TJ Jefferson, let me take that hot take and raise it up. About oh. one million degrees in temperature. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I will take pumpkin pie Oof. and say it is trash. Oh, oh. what? <laughs> oh, are you serious? Trash. <laughs> trash. You are comparing it to another pie. 
You were comparing wow. it to another pot. <laughs> what? And I will just say, <laughs> just... it's trash. I will throw it in the wow. trash. I will take it <laughs> and throw it away. Pie, right, Chris? Pumpkin oh pie little, little oh my is God. absolute oh. trash. What wow. are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing I mean, making pie out of a pumpkin? Deliciousness right down the mouth. Awful. That's what There's it is. less pie. And you're, you're saying no stuffing no with stuffing. gravy and the turkey juices all oh. baked in. None of that to make room for trash. A nice chunk out of the pie. Yes, it does. Wow. Take the whole pie. There's wow. less pie on the table if it's pumpkin. Trash. So, By the way, pecan's the best. Pecan, pipe pecan. Yeah. I see you, yeah. TJ. I'm telling you. Pumpkin. So, so pumpkin. we. Well, yeah. My Agree. People? Yeah. I am your people. Yes, sir. I mean, and you, you sir, are mine. Holler at your just boy. Take the Holler yeah. at your boy. <laughs> I just want to have turkey at all. That's my man's Unreal. Name. All right. Jeez. What say you? React to us. Holler at your boy. 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. Jeez. <laughs> my power rankings when we come back. And then Bruce Feldman on the latest of oh, college football. And there's a lot the of latest. Music. Sorry, Rich. All right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike. Sorry, everybody. Kind of playing music? Yeah, I'm excited. Mike, I'm I'm excited. It's hot take. is driving hype. me like, what are we doing? Yeah, that's hype. the one time oh. I wish you were staring at the TV with a remote. <laughs> Watch him play the music. By the way, Kurt oh, Warner's man. The Northern Iowa is up six on North Carolina right now. So can I tell you guys a funny story? Back when I was in like junior high, I went to a pit game with my neighbor who were pit fans, and we got to the game. They're playing Northern Iowa, and there was this drunk frat guy who was passed out in the seat before we even got to the stadium. And he woke up like five minutes into the game and looked at us and goes, who are we playing, man? And I'm like, Northern Iowa. He's like, Northern Iowa? (laughs) Like, he couldn't even believe that there was a Northern. Like, how'd you get in here? Like, you didn't I know mean, who Pitt was playing. Can't That's have just, a school anymore north in Iowa. Northern I, I think Kurt may have been on all that All right, team. all of these polls are up. Which is what? The quarterback. Which is the hottest track? Which which is the hottest hot Stuff, take? Stuffing. Necessary. Waste of calories. Cranberry sauce. Delicious. What are we doing? Oh, these are all yes or no? Pumpkin pie. Delicious trash. There you go. See. And then, you, and then who should Diane in Florida start in fantasy? <laughs> <laughs> Trevor Lawrence or CJ Stroud? We're a full service here at the RES uh, Consulting. Go We're get full it. service. Go get it. Fantasy, food hot takes, interviews, and more. What you need. All of it. <laughs> and, God bless our fans. The phone lines are completely full now. We've angered some people for so sure. So I'm going to take oh, yeah. some calls there after my power rankings and then Bruce Feldman here on the Rich Eisen Show.